From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, June 1st. I'm in the shade, everybody. Rihanna Medina is leading a group tour through the Moab Valley Multicultural Center property. As she walks, she explains what the center does, which honestly is a bit of everything. So the center, really, we're, we're doing social services, but our, our mission is broad enough that we're able to do what we do in immediate response to the greatest needs in the community at the time. That can look like translation services, a food pantry, youth programs, or even helping families register their children for school or figure out how to pay a traffic ticket. But uh, a lot of those services can prevent a crisis. Correct. We're trying to get upstream of some of this stuff. Absolutely. Governor Spencer Cox interjects. He's just one of the people taking this tour from Executive Director Medina. He's here to honor the center with a service award. And Medina tells him that, yes, they do provide a lot of life skills support, which can help prevent later emergencies. But they're also very much here for crisis intervention. When you are in crisis, you don't always go to that attorney first or the doctor first or the therapist first. You go to a trusted friend, you go to a trusted, you know, partner, you know, somebody where who you feel safe and comfortable with, and that's what the center is. Throughout its 15-year history in the Moab community, the Multicultural Center has pivoted to meeting the community's diverse needs whenever they arise. Increasingly, those needs include people walking through their doors, telling their staff they have nowhere to live. The Multicultural Center is now part of Grand County's local homeless council. Medina says the group is getting some traction because they started reframing the housing crisis within the lens of homelessness. Homelessness is something that people think of in an urban way, right? They think of maybe like an older, probably man, you know, maybe panhandling or, you know, talking to themselves on a city street. But, you know, rural homelessness is a lot more situational, and it is certainly exacerbated by the fact that we don't have a lot of housing available to rehouse. Their data shows an average of 55 people seek homelessness services in Moab every month. They could be experiencing literal homelessness or at imminent risk of homelessness. Medina says this data has helped the Moab community grasp the housing crisis in sharper relief. I was telling my colleagues at the last local homeless council meeting that we had had some recent success helping some families to rehouse and I think some of that is due to the concentrated efforts on bringing homelessness into the conversation about the housing crisis because we've been talking about this housing crisis for a very long time but how does that relate to homelessness what does that look like there and lately she says homelessness can look like evictions. It was definitely uh, maybe a week and a half before Christmas. By then, you're already set with Christmas spendings and everything. And then, obviously, everybody closes in January because it's so slow. So, yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't time enough, you know. Jose Andres' family was one of 10 households given a month to leave their trailer home in downtown Moab earlier this year. The evictions came because of new development. We never think that we're going to be stuck in this situation, but unfortunately we are. So all we have to do is, you know, face it and hopefully find some people that could uh, help us, you know, help us find some housing. Among the residents evicted, there were seniors, children, pregnant women, and pets. All households included members of the local workforce who were sent into unstable conditions. Can you imagine every day going, looking at your three little kids and, and like, I have no place for you to live. 
like I cannot imagine the immense stress that that would put on on a family, on a, on a single parent, you know, then they still having to go to work and, you know, make sure like if you're living in a hotel where you're going to cook and just all, all of that. Just a few weeks ago, the Multicultural Center celebrated a big win. They were able to rehouse one of the families evicted from that trailer court. They also found housing for two other families in need. One of them had been living in an RV for a year with no utilities. That family had a teenager and a three-year-old. When we are able to help three families in one week, you know, we we had to shout that out. We were really, we had to celebrate that. But I think some of that too is, you know, increasing awareness. I know that some of our success in those three families came from private landlords who contacted us directly and said, I heard that you have a, a whole lot of families that are in need and we'll let you have first pick at trying to match us with somebody. Medina says they're grateful for that awareness among some landlords in the community because the list of people in direct need of housing is long. On the Multicultural Center's radar alone, they've counted 60 adults and children in need of safe and stable housing right now. So it's really discouraging, right, as we are moving along to see that number just growing and growing. And we're trying to do something, but it's like we're four steps behind the ball at all times. County Commissioner Trish Hedin chairs the local homeless council. Evictions especially have burdened Moab area social services. The Multicultural Center is working with the Utah Housing Coalition to ask the state for more renter protections. While a 30-day notice is legal, it's almost impossible to rehouse in that time frame here in Moab, which puts families at imminent risk of going into unsafe and unstable situations. With these developers that are displacing people, they can they can buy that land and evict people, and there's nothing we can do about that. That's certainly the case for properties getting sold and redeveloped. But there's another type of eviction local government does have a say in. In April, county code enforcement told a group of local guides to vacate a piece of private property where they were living in tents and RVs. The guides were in violation of an ordinance banning camping outside of permitted campgrounds. It's, I struggle to understand how people would choose to evict 17 people from the place that they live because they don't want to look at them when they go on a walk. Michael Grindstaff is one of the guides living on the private property and has been very vocal about this pending eviction. What people fail to realize is that well, things may not be perfect, but better is better and better is good. So this is better than the consequence of us being evicted. Commissioner Hedin says the county's planning commission is working with some urgency on creating a temporary dwelling permit that could legalize the guide's camping situation. Their eviction deadline is at the end of this month, but the county may agree to extend it. Grindstaff has a long history in Moab, and his experience parallels the intensifying housing crisis. I had an apartment above what was the Sergeant Peppers. There's a record store that's long gone now that was in the Eddie McStiff's Plaza. And I lived in a mobile home behind Action Shots, and that's gone now. It's the parking lot now. I lived in a mobile home that was over off Holyoke that's now been removed, and a larger home has been built there. The speed of development can be fast faster than the government. And local social services just can't keep up without these public and private groups working together. You know, there's going to have to be just a lot more communication and compromise between builders, developers, government, and, you know, the people that that live here. Medina again. 
Right now, Moab City is working on a compromise about housing, and it's taking a long time. City staff worked for half a year on an ordinance requiring new development create some workforce housing. But that ordinance was abruptly stopped in April when a private property rights group, state lawmakers, and Utah realtors intervened. The city's elected officials have now been in negotiations on this for months, but Mayor Joette Langanese appears optimistic about it. For us as a city, it's great to have this collaboration and showing our state legislators that we're willing to work with them. Um, You know, so that aspect of it is really good. We're going to have to, you know, we're negotiating. So there's going to be some, it's going to be a little different than what we propose. Just how different is unclear. The city's first draft set aside over 40% of new development for workforce housing. Mayor Langanese's goal is to have the new workforce housing ordinance before the public and ready for a vote later this month. We need to move on this. We can't just, you know, continue to negotiate. We've got to come to some conclusion. Yeah, so this is an issue. Well, it's been an issue in Moab for a long time, right? In fact, uh, Moab was kind of the, the precursor to what we're seeing now really all throughout rural Utah. Governor Cox back at the Multicultural Center. The housing crisis is not just a local problem. Grand County is a huge economic driver for the state, and if people here can't be housed, they likely can't work, and the whole economy can't function. Moab's lawmakers have tried in the past, and failed, to lobby state lawmakers to allow transient room tax revenue to be spent on affordable housing. They'd like to try this approach again. The governor says that he's interested. I've always said that uh, that we need to take a broader view of, uh, of our tourism taxes. And we, we've always been able to use those for tourism-related expenditures, but, uh, but I believe that infrastructure is really important to tourism, uh, that, that people need to have a good experience, and of course that means the people that are working too. So, so I'm, I'm always open to looking at new and additional ways to use that funding uh, in, in ways that local governments would, uh, would want them to be used. After the tour of the center, Governor Cox prepares for his official presentation. The famously bareheaded governor jokingly adjusts himself for the cameras. He's ultimately here because he knows how hard this nonprofit works to find solutions. The award highlights groups and individuals who make a difference in their community through service, and the Multicultural Center is its first recipient. What, what makes this place so special, it's that spirit of volunteerism and giving back. And you are changing lives, you are saving lives. There's so much evil and negativity in the world. We need the positivity more than ever. And so um, we're proud to present you with the very first, the very first Governor's Annual um, Service Spirit Yay! Service Award. This state award is a big deal for the Multicultural Center. As Medina says, they're always looking to do more to meet the needs of the community. But ensuring everyone in town has access to safe and stable places to live, well, she says that will take communication and cooperation between state and local government, private citizens, and developers. They can't do it alone. For more on the Moab Valley Multicultural Center and their services, visit the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, June 1st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.